0: Hello and welcome to On Purpose Faith. I'm your host, Jan Neary. I really hope you enjoy this episode as we journey together on this faith walk. I have a special favor to ask though. Would you consider promoting and sharing my podcast and checking out the advertised products? I'd really appreciate that. In just a few seconds, this episode will start. So be sure to listen all the way to the end to learn how to connect with me further. I really appreciate you a lot. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Hello, this is Jan Neary and welcome to On Purpose Faith. Uh, Before we start, I just want to say thank you. Uh, you are the reason I'm putting these podcasts out. I have allowed periodic promotions to encourage your support because I receive no other income from these episodes. So, you know, if I've made a difference to you, I would invite you to click on the advertiser links because doing that will help me cover some of my costs and keep me being able to do more episodes like this one. And I think it's going to be a real treat today because I have with me my guest, Laurel Buning. Uh, She is getting her second degree in nutrition and health and has had three years of experience teaching yoga and mindfulness techniques. And I think there could be a lot of confusion about mindfulness and the Christian walk, and we want to kind of explore some of that today. Um, Laurel also happens to be my daughter, so I'm particularly fond of her, and I'm very thrilled to have her here today. So Laurel, would you kind of expound a little bit on how you got to where you are and um, kind of discuss where our topic going into today faith and mindfulness. So hello, uh, I'm Laurel and
2: um, I, I do have a couple of years of teaching yoga. Um, I, I have about 12 years experience. Actually practicing yoga, and uh, it was a long, kind of bumpy journey, and um, it was very difficult in the morning, uh, in the in the beginning, to get my practice started, and um, so I really came to it from kind of a struggle sort of perspective, and uh, it's helped me a lot with stress and being able to manage all the different things in my life, moving around a lot because of the military and um, just pursuing a second degree and also having a career on top of that uh, just made it kind of difficult. So I really wanted to become a teacher to share these techniques that I've learned with friends, family, um, and really in the military communities where I teach the most and where I feel like my services are most valuable. Um, so I am trained with Esther Eckhart. She's a Dutch uh, yoga teacher. She has a website. Um, and we uh, did a three week intensive yoga teacher training. So I'm, uh, certified through the UK yoga Alliance and, uh, currently teach, uh, to military populations.
1: That's really awesome. Awesome. Uh, little introduction to what Laurel's been doing, Um, I kind of came to the mindfulness kind of stuff because of my business and entrepreneur stuff. And and being a Christian, you know, a lot of this stuff has been kind of taboo. And I, I became a Christian kind of late in life. And so um, before I became a Christian, I was very into uh, some meditation things and, uh, you know, just kind of uh, um, trying to find my, my peace and my well-being and controlling negative behaviors through things that I did or didn't do as, as far as foods and exercise and things like that. And of course, when I became a Christian, I realized that that was completely the wrong focus. And so I completely went the other direction. And I, although I still maintained uh, my physical health, I was doing triathlons at the time um, and I was still eating pretty well, but I began to really kind of drift from that because I couldn't balance the mindsets in my head. And it was many, many, many years later where it's kind of come full circle for me. And I read a really great book this past year written by Dr. Joe Dispenza talking about mindfulness and um, the supernatural world that we are just beginning, I think, to explore called the quantum theory and the quantum field. And so uh, that has just been very interesting to me to kind of re-engage with, this bigger perspective of who God is. And so, um, you know, I, I, I I initially listened to that book from a business perspective to kind of, um, because I believe in intention and I believe in focus because I believe we're called to that, you know, Psalm 26 in uh, the NIV version verses verse two and three says, test me Lord and try me. Examine my heart and my mind, for I have always been mindful of your unfailing love and have lived in reliance on your faithfulness. And being mindful, let's talk a little bit about that, Laurel. What exactly is being mindful? So
2: mindfulness is basically just being aware, um, being in the present uh, not thinking too much in the future, not, not worrying so much about the past. Um, it really is just being in your body here and now, um, and being thankful and being connected, uh, to God or to other people, to other living things. Um, and just allowing yourself to be in this space is very healing. Um, and I think teaching yoga, uh, I have encountered um, people who ask questions about how yoga fits in with um, a religious practice where they misconstrue what I teach as, um, as as a as a basis in religion. And it, it really is, is very different from that. And that's kind of what we wanted to discuss today is just that, kind of dispelling that myth um, that you can still be strong in your faith and have a, a meditation practice, have a mindfulness practice, um, because all you're doing is, is, I like to say, coming home to yourself. Mm, that's good. Um, and so you can do There's so many techniques you can use. And, uh, you know, saying the word yoga sometimes even is off-putting to people. Uh, and I think that's why mindfulness has really picked up steam as a as kind of a tag word because mindfulness is non-denominational. It's not it's not a religious word. It just means um, paying attention. Yeah, that that you mm-hmm. are noticing your surroundings. You're um, picking up on on what's here and now um, because we do. We when we focus too far into the future. You know, that's kind of our anxiety zone. We're not sure what's going to happen. We're scared, maybe, um, and we just don't know how things are going to play out. Or we are having regrets, or we're we're just worried about how somebody took something or how we acted, and that sort of the the falling into the, the zone of depression or um, or just that that negative thinking about what what has previously happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but really all we have is now mm-hmm. and and we can know that in uh, from an intellectual standpoint but i think that practicing mindfulness helps us realize that on a deeper level and helps us feel it
1: mm-hmm. i i really agree with that laurel and you know as you were talking about that i'm thinking about focus. I mean, actually, that's the focus of this podcast is on purpose faith. It's a focused faith. It's a, it's an intentional way of living so that we're getting the most out of what we have right now. So, you know, and, and, you know, I kind of have to balance that with, okay, so that sounds kind of hard driving and like, there's, this sounds really relentless, but you know, you can be mindful about a lot of things. You can be mindful about enjoying time with your family. You can be mindful about, um, your workout. You can be mindful about your dog or whatever, or eating or, you know, um, just anything. So it's just a way of trying to train your brain so that you are paying more attention when you're doing specific things through the day so that you're getting the most out of that Episode. Someone used an example. You know, have you ever videoed your your child or some event, and you're so focused on the the dynamics of the the f- function of the camera and getting the right shots that you don't pay. you don't really not engaged with the people, and you know, in in the end, you didn't really have the experience of being there. It's really terrible to be the camera person because you don't get to participate in the event and the whole thing, point of mindfulness is to being able to fully participate in our lives and therefore having a more rewarding and fulfilling life. So let's, let's talk about some strategies, Laurel. Um, I, I know you've kind of gone the yoga route and you're very healthy and, uh, and with exercise and certain routines, what are some routines and things that have helped you to get into that mindfulness state?
2: Uh, well, so I prefer to do my mindfulness practice in the morning and it can consist of, you know, 30 minutes of sitting in silence or 10 minutes of sitting in silence. Sometimes it's just five minutes. Um, I've done it on a, on a plane while traveling. Um, so there really, I, I have no excuses for not doing it because it really is a mobile practice. Um, all I do is, uh, sit in silence and, um, sitting sometimes for me is sitting on the floor, sometimes it's sitting upright in a chair. And, um, there's several techniques of focusing on different body parts, focusing on your breath. Um, but I think that that technique is going back to when I said that I, I struggled in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, because I tried to just meditate, just sitting down and meditating. And I think there's a lot of research, a lot of books, a lot of prominent successful people talk about meditation. And it's very easy to, um, just think that this is something that you're going to get a lot out of. It's a good thing. So why, you know, if it doesn't work for you right away, why, and you start beating yourself up, um, because it can be very overwhelming to just go into silence because your mind is busy. Our minds are busy all day long and we just don't realize how many thoughts are jam packed in there. Um, And so when you turn down the volume of the rest of your life and tune into what's happening in your mind, uh, it can be, it can be stressful. It can be overwhelming. Um, and I think that's where apps and, uh, teachers and different tools can come in. Mm -hmm. Um, There's several apps that I use on my phone that are, that um, give some narration for meditation, which is helpful. Um, And then also breathing techniques, focusing on the breath really does help you come into that physicality of, of your being. And uh, so it depends on what kind of day I'm having really. I mean, if if I don't feel like I can sit in silence, I use a narration. um, And there really is no need to beat yourself up over not being able to do a certain thing. Um, There's so many things out there that can help. And it's just kind of about trial and error and
1: finding out what works for you. Mm Yeah, I love that, Laurel. And I think, let me just try to help connect some of the dots for people. You know, there is a set time that we're, it's kind of like physical exercise where you go in and you work, like maybe you're going to work your biceps or your upper back or something for that particular workout. You're focusing on building the strength of a certain group of muscles. And the same thing is with your brain. You're training your brain to be, um, to be able to discard certain thoughts and to focus on right now. That's what you're doing, which is then going to translate into every day. So now when Laurel gets in a situation that might be stressful, maybe with a rental car or some traffic situation or, you know, whatever happens, um, she is now able to. M- in her head able to deal with that stress on a different level because she now knows that place to go to. Right. Am I right, Laurel? Yeah.
2: But I think it's also important to note that, um, mindfulness and meditation practice done consistently, you will notice a difference, but, um, it's not a cure all and it's just, it's important to make that distinction that, um, life will maybe change or get easier. Um, And I find that I have more valuable interactions with people because I'm not, my mind isn't everywhere. I'm really able to focus on conversation, focus and listen to people. Um, But it also, like life still happens. And, you know, I still have times when I just am so overwhelmed, I don't feel like I can meditate. And I think that's important to say, uh, as a, as a teacher of yoga and, and mindfulness meditation practices, um, like I'm not perfect. And even though I've spent years developing what works for me, it's still, um, it's still an evolving thing. And I think it's really important not to beat yourself up over, over anything, um, just trying stuff and. You know, it works some days. Some days you might need something a little bit different. Uh, but it's but it it's counter uh, counterintuitive and counter. Um, it just does the opposite of what you're trying to do when. When your mindfulness practice then becomes stressful, um, so just self compassion I think is the biggest mm-hmm. thing to say mm-hmm. about
1: that. That's I love that, Laurel. Um, So one of the tools I use for uh, kind of my mindfulness training, because Laurel, you know, she kind of went the she went in hardcore and discipline method with with meditation and it's worked very well for her. And I think you told me it took you about a year to get to where you're you're kind of comfortable with meditation, not struggling so much all the time. Um, for me, my, my brain is kind of all over the place. And I've really struggled with this, um, to focus on my breathing. I can do it for a couple of minutes and, and it just, um, it does, it has become a chore for me at certain points. And I learned about it, some tools a while back through Dave Asprey and bullet, the bulletproof stuff. And through him, i kind of connected with some other people in that space Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza was one of those, and he's actually connected with HeartMath Institute, and they do tons of research on mindfulness and uh, the correlation with your body physically and mentally and emotionally. And so they have created this little device called the HeartMath Monitor, and I have software on my computer, and it actually will track my pulse and the oxygen level in my blood which directly interestingly enough corresponds to my emotions and my thought processes. So if I put on the little monitor and I start watching my screen with the software that is tracking everything and showing me how well I'm staying, they use a term called coherence and coherence means that your body and your emotions, your mental state and your physiology are not out of sync. They're in on the same wavelength. And so when you're in coherence, it shows you that on the software. And so that has been a very helpful tool. It gives me something to focus on and think about because you can use, they have little games you can play to um, control your breath and follow patterns of breathing. They have like a mandala, which is my favorite thing, which kind of moves in and out. And so you kind of can breathe with that. And it's amazing to me that a lot of times 5, 10, 15, sometimes 20 minutes can go by and it doesn't seem like just like a minute. And when I kind of get into the zone of that, I really can have a productive day and feel like I am on top of things rather than struggling to come up to things. And that's been a huge difference maker for me and as, as an entrepreneur and um, just in my personal and spiritual life. Now, one of the things I do want to clarify because i can hear the christian mindset you know well that's just a lot of woo woo stuff and uh you know you're you're worshiping yourself or you're worshiping um something else, you know, there is the verse about that talks about that It says, you know, they went their own ways. They worshipped the creation and not the creator. And so you have a choice with your mindfulness. You have a choice on what you focus on. If you choose to focus on the grass and the trees and the food you ate, well, that's worshipping the creation. If you choose to focus on God and experiencing him on a deeper level, and seeking Him and trying to connect with Him and feel His presence, then your your focus is in the right place. And so it's all about what you do with that med- meditation. And so, um, you know, I found that that heart math monitor has helped me tremendously, and it's really been a benefit to helping me with deal with some stress. So, Laurel, how would you, what, how would you kind of sum this up for people and? kind of uh, well I want to go back to the heart and death monitor because I
2: tried it for the first um, time today and it was really interesting to see my results um, in the graph which is really cool because I just don't I don't use a lot of technology and I think it really depends on your personality and, and what works for you as far as um, sometimes it's good just to shut down
1: all technology, um, but I want to ask, is there is there an app that goes with it? There is an app, and they have a Bluetooth-capable device. They have a number of different devices, and actually, um, thank you for mentioning that because I will include a link in the description of this podcast that you can click on and go check it out. I am an affiliate for that company, so I will get um, a little kickback if you decide to purchase, but it is totally worth it, and they put out a lot of great information. But they do have a number of very portable and very um, app controlled types of devices as well.
2: I think that if you wanted to um, try something that's free uh, first to see if you like it, there's a lot of um, different apps for just basic breathing stuff. I use paste Breathing and Autogenic Training and you can just set it um, to tell you when to breathe. And there's research again, um, that proves there's not nothing, um, breath can have the power to lower your heart rate Mm -hmm. and just de-stress. And it's an effective tool for people with PTSD, with trauma, any, um, people who deal with anxiety. Yeah. um, Breathing techniques work. So if you just wanted to try something that's somewhat similar, but doesn't Mm -hmm. track it the same way, you could maybe try a breathing app. Um, It's super effective Mm -hmm. for sometimes I use it when I'm trying to fall asleep and I can't.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, That's cool. I didn't know about those. That's really good. But yeah. um, And, and really it's, it is a trial and error and don't give up if if you've tried a mindfulness app and it just doesn't sit right with you. Sometimes I listen to meditation narration and whatever it is about the cadence of the, maybe they're talking a little bit too much and I wanted a little more pause. Um, Maybe their voice is a little bit too high pitched. Like you really have to find what works for you. And I stress that so much because um it's easy just to throw in the towel and say, this isn't for me. And, um, there's so many different ways. Like, so my, my uh, husband is a motorcycle rider and we have had many conversations about his version of mindfulness versus mine. (laughs) And, uh, his mindfulness time is on his motorcycle. Mm -hmm. He is totally present. Uh, and there's no, you can't be distracted while you're on a motorcycle I mean, it's life or death, but he really gets in the zone, and he, it, it. There's a difference if he drives to work versus taking his bike. I notice a difference um, in how he talks, how he acts. Um, so it really is wide open to what, how how this practice can, can take shape in your life. That's
0: really great,
1: Laurel. If people are interested in talking with you more and kind of engaging with you more, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, I have a Facebook page. Uh, Laurel K Yoga
2: is uh, my new Facebook page, and um, and that's
1: Laurel K C A Y. So C A Y, yes. L A <laughs> U um, R E L C A Y, yes. Yoga.com. No, yoga, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so just shoot
2: me a message on there. If you have any concerns, questions, if you need recommendations or you just simply want to talk about your struggles with meditation or mindfulness, because I promise you I've been there and I almost gave up on it for the longest time because it just was so frustrating to me sitting there. Um, and I just kept telling myself, I, I have to clear my mind. I have to be blank. And that is so not the case. Um, hmm. Having a focus is really, it's really good. And um, if, if that is your practice of using mindfulness as, as a, a faith based practice, then it can, they can both marry and you can really uh, use that to pray and to feel closer to God. And I truly um, believe that too, Uh, as far as when I'm meditating, I really feel close to a universal consciousness, which is how I define God. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the, that's the best way that I can be attached to it. And it really has had a lot of power in my life as far as, like I was saying, my Interactions with people, I feel like I'm more open to people,
1: um, and I'm less judgmental. Too. Mm -hmm. Um, She's amazing. I am so blessed to have her here. She and Brad have been visiting over the New Year, uh, kind of pre-New Year from Germany where they're stationed, and so it's just been a tremendous blessing to me to have her here today, and that she was willing to to share her expertise and insights on mindfulness and faith and so with that, we're going to close and uh, just want to remind you that uh, we, there are several ways that you can respond to this podcast. And uh, one of those ways is to comment. Please comment. Um, We don't know what you're thinking or what you need unless you kind of share with us your story or your experience or questions or whatever. So please contact us. Please comment. You can also like or subscribe and share. Um, We want to get this message out. And so. The more you can help us do that, the better it is. You might know somebody that could benefit from this podcast, so please share it with them. And then also, please consider becoming a supporting listener. Um, it takes time and resources to put out this podcast, and so it, just a few dollars—you know—if every listener would participate in that, it would really tremendously help ensure that we can continue making and keep getting get making better podcasts. Uh, and uh, bringing you better content. So you can donate uh, by or sign up to be a sponsor by clicking the link also in this podcast description. So thank you in advance for that. I'm Jan Neary. My guest has been Laurel Buning, and thank you for listening to On Purpose Faith.
0: Well, that concludes this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If this episode spoke to you, there are three things you can do. Number one, comment. Your comments help me to know you better and what is relevant to you. Do you have a similar or different experience than mine? I'd love to hear about it. Number two, I want to get my podcast out there to share with more people. So please like, subscribe, and share. My whole goal is to help people like you, so when you like, subscribe, and share, it makes that possible. Number three, consider becoming a supporting listener. It takes time and resources to put out this podcast, so just a few dollars each month collectively from each listener can make sure that I continue walking alongside you and others with this podcast. You can donate by clicking the link in this podcast description. Thank you in advance. I'm Jan Neary thank you for listening to On Purpose Faith.